Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Friday, December 16th, and this is People Every Day. Well, hello out there. As you've probably realized by now, I am not Janine Rubenstein. Janine is out today for a little extra family time. I'm Brienne Heldman, People's Senior TV Editor, and I'm so excited to be back filling in for Janine. And we've got a great show planned for you. Since I'm a giant TV nerd... We're, of course, getting into some of the biggest TV news of the week, and that includes all the drama going down with the cast of Sister Wives. And for a very special New Music Friday Christmas treat, we are joined by Scott and Mitch from Pentatonix to talk about their tour and their new special on Disney+. Plus. So much to get to, so let's jump right in. Last night was a big night for a group of A-listers at the premiere of the new Damien Chazelle film, Babylon. Oscar winner Brad Pitt was spotted cozying up to his new lady friend, jewelry executive Inez de Roman. People previously confirmed that the pair have been, quote, dating for a few months. And according to one source, quote, Brad is really into her. Inez separated from her husband, Vampire Diaries star Paul Wesley, earlier this year after a little more than three years of marriage. Pitt's co-star, Jean Smart, looked as stunning as ever in a little black number. She was joined by her hacks partner in crime, Hannah Einbinder, who also looked fab, wearing a velvety green blazer like the one I wore the other day. By the way, I'm very ahead of my time. And seeing them both together just made me even more excited for season three of Hacks. Seriously, I cannot wait. What an amazing show. The whole night was a family affair for Toby Maguire, who brought his 16-year-old daughter Ruby as his plus one for the evening. Maguire shares Ruby and his 13-year-old son Otis with ex-wife Jennifer Mayer. Toby wore a very sharp black suit, and Ruby lived up to her name by rocking a black dress under a red coat. And last but not least, Margot Robbie also made it a family affair and arrived with her mom, Sari Kessler, by her side. The mother-daughter duo wore all smiles and looked gorgeous in their black gowns. I always love when celebs bring their family to these kinds of nights. They always look like they're having so much fun. And speaking of Margot Robbie, the teaser trailer for the upcoming Barbie movie dropped today, and I don't think I'm overstating it when I say it looks epic. Since the beginning of time, since the first little girl ever existed, there have been dolls. But the dolls were always and forever baby dolls. Until... Yes, that is Helen Mirren's voice narrating in a very 2001 A Space Odyssey fashion. The trailer starts off in the desert with Barbie, played by Margot Robbie, as a monolith surrounded by all these little girls smashing their baby dolls. It's pretty hysterically over-the-top and fun. Then things literally lighten up as we get a quick montage of the very vibrant, very pink world of Barbie. Writer-director Greta Gerwig has kept the plot of the movie under wraps, and to be honest, even seeing the teaser, I have no idea what it's about, but I am in. 
You see Ryan Gosling's Ken in some boy band-like action scenes. Issa Rae is glammed out in head-to-toe pink and a sash that reads president. And Simu Liu is dancing in what looks like he's recreating a Beyonce music video or something. I sound like Stefan from Saturday Night Live, but this movie really looks like it has everything. I cannot wait to see it when it hits theaters in July. Definitely head over to people.com to check out the teaser for yourself. And now let's turn our attention to all of this week's divorce drama on Sister Wives. It's been a week of wild headlines coming from the TLC hit Sister Wives. As viewers know, the show follows the polygamous relationship between Cody Brown and his wives, Mary, Janelle, Christine, and Robin. Well, last November, Christine announced her separation from Cody, and now Janelle and Mary are following suit meaning Cody is down to just one wife. There's so much happening here, and I need some help breaking it all down. Joining me now to do so is People Associate Editor Dory Jackson. Hey, Dory. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Okay, so let's start with Janelle and Cody's separation, because that happened earlier this week. As fans know, she was the second wife from this plural marriage, but it seems like the split maybe was a long time coming, right? Yes, so their split was officially confirmed in a teaser for the show's one-on-one tell-all special, which is airing this Sunday. But Cody's issues with Janelle, as well as Christine, have persisted all season long. And in last week's episode, Cody and Janelle actually contemplated whether or not their relationship still worked. Cody even felt as if he was begging Janelle to have a deeper bond with him. And Janelle felt as if she needed to do everything she can to make this work. But also, she was not even sure if it's possible to come back from where they are. She even said, this is the same old argument. I don't need to be beaten into submission. I just don't need this. In the last 18 months, I've realized that I'm pretty good. I'm independent and I'm not going to stand here and be yelled at. I just don't need it. I don't deserve it. A lot was happening. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, go Janelle too, right? It seems like Christine leaving the family was like the first of a domino effect. And now now Cody's down to one wife. Let's talk a little bit about Cody and Mary, because that also sounds like it's been over for a while. She, of course, was the first wife in the marriage. And after 32 years, their relationship has become platonic. And Cody even admitted that he didn't want to be in a relationship with her anymore. Walk me through what else he said. So during last Sunday's episode, Cody and Mary met with Janelle and Robin to discuss their plans for the Coyote Pass property that the family has that has been in the works for quite some time now. And Cody suggested that not everyone actually wanted to build a strong family unit like he did. But Mary said she didn't think it was fair for him to assume what everybody thinks and feels. Cody even addressed the disappointing level of support he's received from the entire family lately, saying a confessional, I'm exhausted, who cares? If you're not with me, you're against me, F off, you know? But Mary, on the other hand, has frequently said she's open to trying to make things work between them, even through all of this. So people got an exclusive clip at this Sunday's Sister Wives one-on-one special where Mary does confirm her relationship to Cody is over, but she's open to reconciliation. Take a listen. Would you guys ever think about reconciliation? Would you ever think about reconciliation? I would. I I definitely would. But I don't think that he's interested. Let's talk about what else Mary says, because even though their relationship has become platonic, she feels as if he made the decision to end their marriage for the both of them. Yeah. So in people's sneak peek of the episode, Mary watches the clip of Cody saying he doesn't consider himself married to her. 
And he even tells the cameras if she wanted to move on and marry another, she wouldn't get an argument from me. And that didn't make sense to her basically because he had those same issues with Christine and basically like saying, Christine didn't tell me about this decision. She didn't consult with me at all, but basically he's been doing the same thing to Mary where she's just finding out about this without any conversation. And we all know like Mary and Cody's marriage has been in trouble for years, but she says the end of it all was really painful. And basically she wanted to make a statement about it, but he didn't want to make that statement because he didn't want the judgment. He's embarrassed to be down to just one wife. And to be clear, that that remaining wife is Robin, who is the fourth wife to join the relationship. She's the one he's currently legally married to, right? Yes, that's correct. Great. So another thing that's going to be addressed in this special on Sunday is apparently Cody thought about reconciling his relationship with Mary, but Christine objected. What? Yeah. So he revealed in a teaser for this one-on-one special that he actually wanted to reconcile at one point, but Christine blocked it from happening. And he said, I'm in this place that I might reconcile with Mary, but that Christine quote, excuse my French, lost her that day. (laughs) But what's wild is Mary revealed in that same teaser that she never knew about any of this. And the host of the special actually asked Mary if she knew about this moment with Cody wanting to reconcile. She said, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And the interviewer also talked to Robin about all this to get her take as she's the only wife standing at this point. And she asked whether she thought whether reconciliation would have happened if his now ex Christine didn't quote object to it. Robin said, yeah, because when Cody says and thinks that type of stuff usually happens, but Christine actually denied all the claims calling it a lie. And she added, that's not me. I would never do that. Well, there is no shortage of drama with this family. Sister Wives airs on Sundays at 10 PM on TLC. Dory, It was so great having you on. Thank you so much for helping us break this all down. There was a lot to untangle. Happy to do it. Well, as you all already know, Janine is a superstar here at People. And before she signed off for the long weekend, she knocked out not one, but two interviews for you. It's the holiday season and you can't go shopping at any store or turn on any Christmas music station without hearing a holiday banger from Pentatonix. Janine sat down with longtime band members Scott Hoying and Mitch Grassi to talk about their Disney Plus special and why the group has become so popular during the holiday season. But right after the break, we'll hear Janine's interview with the always effervescent Andrea Laventhal as they take a look back at the best fashion moments of the year. So stay right there. Trust me, you're going to want to hear what they have to say. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now that we are seemingly out of the COVID bubble, this year has been the return to all things glamour, style, and people's 2022 best dress list. So cruise with us as we flash back to this year's most fashionable moments from our favorite tastemakers and trendsetters. And I can't think of a better person other than people's own style-worthy style and beauty director, Andrea Laventhal, as she gives her stamp of approval on this year's best dress. Hey, Andrea. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, let's start with someone who turned heads all over the globe this year, 36-year-old Jodi Turner-Smith, known for her breakout role in 2019's Queen and Slim, right? She tops the list of people's best dressed as the showstopper. I feel like every time Jodi went on a red carpet, it was like a show-stopping moment. There's no color too daring for her, no silhouette she can't pull off. She does gloves, she does jewelry, she dyes her hair. Like every time she goes on a carpet, like she just goes all out. And it's so fun to watch, really. It's the hair for me, like just a color blocking all the way up to the hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, she loves it. She said she has fun with it and like it, it adds that extra oomph. Other stars who made the cut for the list include Julianne Moore, named The Professional, who's always very elegant, and then Florence Pugh, a.k.a. The It Girl, who likes to keep it breezy and sheer. And then there's Anne Hathaway, who's embracing the fun side of fashion. So what made each of these ladies the perfect fit for the list? So when we're looking at the list, we look at people who really like had a moment this year. And sometimes it's one single moment that just like stood out. For other people, it's like a streak, right? So in the case of Anne Hathaway, we hadn't seen her for a bit out and about. Then she was promoting We Crashed and Armageddon Time, and she just went wild with her fashion in the best way possible. She was wearing like really cool, edgy stuff, new designers. And it was just like, wow, Anne, like don't count her out ever. And then for like this singular moment, it was like Florence Pugh, right? Everyone was talking about Don't Worry, Darling. There's all this drama around the film and who who's going to what and who's doing what. And then it's like, she just arrives. And first there was that purple Valentino set with the April spritz. And then like, that was a Halloween costume. And then she was like, yeah, 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 I did that. But let me hit the movie's premiere in this incredible sheer sequin Valentino design with the little kind of underpan leotard bottoms and those crazy shoes. And it was just like, wow. All right, let's talk power couples. Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are on our list as the dynamic duo. So how does Gabby and Dwayne's style as individuals and as a unit speak to you? Like they look great together, but they're not like matchy-matchy. Like for example, when they went to a red carpet event and she was wearing a pink gown and he was wearing hot pink sneakers and then their four-year-old daughter had a little pink bag. And it's like, that is coordinated and that's adorable. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, and he's game for anything, too. He really goes there with his style, so I love that. But let's talk musical artists. Lizzo, who loves to um, drop it like a hot, was named the mic drop, and Rihanna has been crowned the game changer. So take me into how these two made a statement this year. So with Lizzo, that moment was when she was at the Emmys in that just gorgeous, vibrant kind of red Jean-Baptiste Valley tulle gown. It was 10 feet of tulle, by the way. I mean, this was just a stunning creation. And I love it because it fits her perfectly. And she looks confident and happy. And I'm God, I'm just staring at a picture of her in this dress and it's joy. Speaking of pure joy, the entire internet like just had a holiday, I think, when Rihanna announced her pregnancy. I don't know why we didn't have that day off, but we can talk to HR about that. (laughs) And then it wasn't just the announcement that it was everything she wore from that moment on. She completely changed the conversation about maternity style. Everything was bump forward, belly out, diamond belly chains and latex and sheer. And it was just like, why why weren't we doing this before? We needed Rihanna to do it first. Andrea, such an amazing recap of the stars who tickled our fashion fancy this year. Need a little more of this, you guys. There is a huge rundown on people.com. You can see all of it. It's beautiful. And make sure to get a copy of our People 2022 yearbook on newsstands now. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I could listen to Andrea and Janine all day. I love them together. And like I mentioned earlier, before Janine started her weekend early, she was a very busy lady and sat down with Scott Hoying and Mitch Grassi from Pentatonix for a holiday edition of New Music Friday. I mean, let's face it, Pentatonix and their incredible harmonizing voices have become a Christmas tradition at this point. is currently on their Christmas Spectacular Tour, and they have a special on Disney Plus called Pentatonix Around the World for the Holidays, which you can watch right now or, you know, after you finish listening to this podcast. Take it away, Janine. Thanks, Brianne. Please welcome to the show Scott Hoying and Mitch Grassi of the Pentatonix. Guys, welcome. Hey, guys. How's it going? Well, First, let's jump into the Disney Plus special Pentatonix Around the World that is streaming now. So how did this project even come to be in the first place? Disney is a dream come true for so many people. You've worked with them before. Um, how did this one come about? Probably we reached out to Disney 100,000 times because we all are such big Disney fans and it'd be our dream to have a special. And the original concept of it was actually we were going to travel to different countries, but because COVID happened, we had to do it virtually. But it ended up being cute. We were like, to this whole concept where we're stuck in a mailroom and then we virtually go to all these places and collaborating with all these iconic artists was just, it was a dream come true. So what was your favorite? Watching back the special, what was your favorite destination? Oh, it's tough to pick a favorite. I mean, all of the guests were so good. I think that's what was the coolest part is just hearing their stories because they each had really individualized, really emotional stories and they all brought something so different to the table. Well, you guys are in the middle of your Christmas tour. Pentatonix is becoming synonymous with Christmas these days, right? Well, Scott, tell me why you think the group and just people gravitate towards your holiday music. I think that Christmas music and harmony go really well together. A lot of the classic nostalgic Christmas movies and Christmas soundtracks are 
from an era where there was a ton of vocals on the music. And so the fact that we're bringing harmony back and all our music is very harmony based, I think it's a natural fit for Christmas. And also we all love Christmas. So it feels very authentic when we do it. Oh my goodness. Okay. Favorite Christmas tradition, Mitch. I always say this, but, (laughs) oh yeah, I used to do a Christmas show with my sister when I was a little kid. We'd put on like a little variety show for my parents. It was very cute. But I always say that my favorite tradition is getting a break at the end of the year and (laughs) spending time with my family, resting and eating and just soaking up that family time. It's so important. We need it so much these days. Well, you guys have had some epic collaborations. Jennifer Hudson. Miley Cyrus, Smokey Robinson, Dolly Parton, Kelly Clarkson, Stevie Wonder, and of course, Megan Trainer. Which collaboration left you wanting to really just pinch yourself? I would say Stevie Wonder. I mean, legend status. You will find. You will find. That was the one where I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Honestly, you just reading that list was like blowing my mind. But, but the one person that like kind of stood out was Dolly Parton just because she just feels like this untouchable goddess. That was such an amazing experience and she was so professional and fun and sweet and warm. Well, finally, let's do a little association game, guys. As we now know all about your special on Disney, I'm going to say the name of one of those powerhouses that we just list off. And I I want you to tell me the Disney character that you think they are. So what character would you give Kelly Clarkson? Oh, oh, Joy. Joy from Inside Out. (laughs) This is so hard. Joy from Inside Out. Joy from Inside Out. That's a good one. I like that. All right. Jennifer Hudson. I feel like one of the muses, maybe. Oh, for sure. Sing. Oh, one of the muses from Hercules. Yes, definitely. Oh, yes. With the hair and like the Grecian gowns. I love that one. All right. How about Jason Derulo? <laughs> um, he strikes me as Simba in his like teen era. Yeah, totally. Or like a Prince Eric. All right. All right. Last one. And this is over to you, Scott. Dolly Parton. Oh, I could see. Oh, Mrs. that's Potts. cute. Yes. yes. Like super. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's totally. it. That's it. You win. You win. Guys, Scott, Mitch, thank you so much for being here. Go buy tour tickets and go watch their special on Disney+. Plus. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, guys. And back to you, Brianne. Thanks, Janine. Well, lastly, being a TV girl, there was something on last night that I absolutely loved and really, truly made me smile. Last night, Disney had its Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary tribute. Her was incredible and really shined as Belle. And now he's dear and so unsure. I wonder why I didn't see it there before. Josh Groban, I mean, what a voice. I sound like my mother. He was absolutely terrific as the Beast. No, it can't be. I'll just ignore. But then she's never looked at me that way before. Martin Short was perfectly cast as Lumiere because, of course. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. And Shania Twain played Mrs. Potts and was just as flawless as you might expect. But the part of the night that really got me was when Shania sang the Beauty and the Beast song, and pictures of the cartoon Mrs. Potts and Angela Lansbury were shown behind her as a tribute to Lansbury who died in October of this year. We're both a little 
scared, neither one prepared. Beauty and the Beast. Leave it to Disney to know exactly how to tug right at my heartstrings. Well, that's our show for today. I had so much fun filling in for Janine. She will be back with you again on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. And Janine will talk with you again next week, right here on People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Amy Machado, and Madison Lesby. Edited by Morgan Foos, Carter Wogan, Michael Aquino, and Adam Raimunda. And made with the help from Patrick Ramillion, Leah Roth-Varsanti, and the great team at Pod People. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs. Our show is associate produced by Elisa Sessler and Fallon Harge, and executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. <laughs> 